Hi everyone, today we're going to talk about hope. So the title of my message is, And Then There Is Hope or There Was Hope. You know, I remember when I was 16 years old, let me tell you this story. I was about to enter college and I was in fourth year high school. My dad asked me, what do I want to be? I still remembered vividly sitting in the living room with him. He sat me down and, you know, um, and he asked me, he, my dad, by the way, is a doctor. He's a pulmonologist and he tried to help me out because he was, we were trying to find a the course that I was going to take. I, he asked me, what do you want to be? And I said, um, you know, I, I really don't know. I don't want to, I don't know what I want to be. Uh, do you want to be a doctor? He asked me. I said, uh, no, no way. I don't want to be a doctor. Do you want to be an engineer just like your uncle? And I said, nope. You know, Jay, you're good in math. How about being an accountant or a banker? And I can't imagine myself doing that. So I said, Dad, I, I don't know what I want to be. And I said, I don't know. I can't imagine myself doing everything you mentioned. Then, listen now, then he asked me a different question. This is what he asked. If you don't know, Jay, if you don't know what you want to be, he asked me one question. He says, what do you want? What do you want? And my eyes started to open and it was beaming. And I said, you know what? I know what I want. And I said, I want to get married at the age of 26. <laughs> this is exactly what I told my dad. I want to get married at the age of 26. I want to have three children. I want to have a house. I want to have three cars, travel the world. I want my kids to have the best education. That's what I want, I said. And you know what my dad said? He was smiling. He said, uh, well, uh, it's good at least you know what you want, but you have to be rich to have all of that. <laughs> and that was the end of the story. And I end up, ended up taking Bachelor of Science in Business Management. I actually started business at the age of 14. And I'll tell you the story later on. And all the things I hoped for, actually, all the things actually happened. Woo! I got married at the age of 26, three children, a home, a nice home, three, actually more than three cars, and traveled the world. And it's a powerful story of hope. Because hope is such a powerful thing, especially when it's accompanied with genuine belief and a strong drive and a will, willpower to get there. Unfortunately, the willpower and the drive is not taught in schools. Finding the thing you love, you love doing is very difficult. It's hard. In my life, many times I end up ended a career and trying to find out what's the next step. In fact, many times it's hard to answer and see, you know, answer that question is, what do you want? That question is so hard to answer. What's your passion? What, what do you want to do that interests you? You know, um, I've seen, I've counseled so many young people, even older people, coming to a certain point in their life where they don't have, they feel that they don't have hope because they don't know what to do or what they want. So I pray that God will reveal these things to you, the things that probably you haven't found yet. But let me tell you this, don't worry. God's got you. And you're going to know in time. 
just like I did. You know, I like this verse. It says, there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Okay, it didn't say there is a chance that you might have a future. No, it says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. God already has a plan for you. If you're listening now, this, if you're going to remember anything, God has a plan for you. So whatever you're going through, you just have to trust God. My first point, hope is putting our total 100% trust in God. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. Our hope is in God. You know you can trust God. Even when I didn't know God yet, God already has a plan for me. Even when I didn't know what I wanted to be, God knew. Even when my life was a mess, He already ordained my steps. Trust in Him. Put your hope in God. This verse I love. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may be overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Trusting God means you will walk by faith and not by sight. And when you do that, you'll have joy and peace. Even during the waiting times, joy and peace. Because you know that God's got you. It is normal to fear, feel weary, rather. Sometimes when your hope is deferred, when it's not happening the way you want it, when everything you're looking forward to, your expectations are not coming to fruition, oh, it doesn't feel good, right? I've been there. Even the Bible tells us that. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but the longing fulfilled is a tree of life. It means that even when things are not going your way, okay, even when you're, what you're hoping for is not happening, you can still have joy and peace if you put your trust in God. You can also find rest when your hope is in God. Rest your weary soul. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. It means that even when things are not going your way, you can still find rest when you make Him your rock. When you put your trust, when you make Him your fortress. For many years now, I've made Him my rock. I've made, I've, I've made the decision that He's going to be my salvation. You know, life is not easy, folks. Life is not easy. There's so many things that will hit you. But when you hold on steadfast to the rock, to God, okay, it's going to help you out. It's the best decision I've ever made. It has saved me from many hardships and heart, ha headaches and worries. I've learned to put my total trust and hope in Him. Which brings me to my second point. Hope is produced by faith. You can't say faith that you have hope when you don't have faith. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of things we do not see. You can't see it, but you have faith. Faith and hope are almost like cousins. You can't have hope without faith, and you can't have faith without hope. But the key elements are, are the words being sure and being certain. When you hope for something but you're not sure about it, it's called wishful thinking. Or you're just dreaming daydreaming, to have something. The difference is when you are sure about what you hope for, you actually act on it. 
There's action you know, involved, action accompanied with the hope. If faith is our yes to God's promises, listen, if faith is our yes to God's promises, then hope is the amen that looks to see them through. I have to repeat that. If faith is our yes to God's promises, yes, I believe you, then hope in the amen that looks to see them through. When God chooses to bring them to pass, hope is found in the promises of God. I like that. I remember when I was 14 years old, you know, I asked my dad for a bike. And he said, son, sorry, we can't afford it. And I was so, I was so sad. And I said, I got to find a way. I'm going to steal from the bank. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to try to start a business. So I started my first business. You know what? Started a poultry business. I raised chickens from one day old to 45 day old. I started with 50 heads. And let me tell you, that's when I first started my business. I had hope that I can buy that bike. Every time I sleep, I dream about that bike, this blue Shimano racer bike. And I started with 40 chicks. I built a cage together with my grandfather, and he helped me build it with the long bamboo where we put the feeds. Every day, you know, they were growing. And I was looking at the, the chicks grow into a chicken. And I had hope. I'm going to sell them. I learned how to dress the chicken. By the way, for those who don't know the poultry business, when you start dressing the chicken, you dip, dip that chicken. You know, of course, you kill it first. You slit the... <laughs> it's gory for some. Okay. You slit the... You know, let the blood come out and then you dip it in hot water. And then you, when you dress it, just kind of rub on the chicken and the, the feathers will all fall off. That's how it works. It's called dress. So this day, I don't know why they call it dress when you're undressing them. <laughs> dressed chicken. And my neighbors, I sold to my neighbors. I put them, you know, dressed chicken for sale. It wasn't 45 days yet, but everyone started to order because they had pity on me. They said, poor, poor little child, let's help him out. And they were sold before it even grew big. And long story short, in three to four months, I was able to buy my bike. Why? I had hope. And I accompanied my hope with some actions and faith. And I said, amen, I'm going to get this. Which leads me to my third point. When you hope for something, it teaches you how to persevere. Perseverance is necessary. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Another verse tells us, but you take, you take courage. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. I go to school, high school, while I was, you know, raising chickens. And some of my classmates would go, man, these, can you smell that smell? You know, it smells like, smells like chicken. And I would just be quiet. You know why? Because even if you take a shower and put all the soap, this chicken smell is going to stay for weeks. <laughs> but you know what? I persevered. I don't know if you know that these, these little things, they poop a lot. I don't know if you understand it. The poop smells so bad. And you have to dig on the ground and dump the poop in there. It takes a lot of work and perseverance. But you know what made me persevere was hope. Hope is so powerful. Hope allowed me to persevere and say, I'm going to get this. When you hope 
for something, it teaches you how to persevere. And I tell you, even if life is hard, if you have hope, nothing is impossible. I'd like to end with this verse. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, I can talk about all these stories, but the real hope is in Christ. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you will greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while, we and you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. And this verse really talks about having hope. That our hope is not just the things that we want on earth. Our hope is really in Jesus Christ. Our inheritance in heaven. So I'd like to ask you this, folks, for those who are listening. Have you given your life to Jesus? What are you hoping for? What's going to happen to you? So for After those who are time listening earth, here, is there, hope for, is there hope for you? Have you given your life to Jesus? I love that verse because our real hope is not just in the things of this world. Our real hope is when we leave this world. See, God's power is proven when His Son, Jesus Christ, died but was risen again. Our real inheritance is kept in heaven for you and I.